Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. What's up, everybody? I don't have a ton of time for this one. Um, I'll be popping on Josh's show in about an hour, uh, and I want to make sure I actually have time to get all my stuff in front of me. Um, But I thought that was about enough time to jam in a 10-team mock. So that's what we're going to do. The mock draft starts in about a buck 35 or so. I think basically everybody in there was uh, from Twitter. I tried to join it early enough that I could get the link out. Um, I don't know if there's clamoring for a 10-teamer. Obviously, you can just look at where pairings line up if you kind of want to figure out how this works for your 10-team league. I also think it's... I mean, you can just look at the numbers on players as well, so you can extrapolate this to another one. But I just didn't want to go deeper than, what is this, 130 picks deep? And uh, we'll see if we even make it to the end of the bad boy. But I do want to make sure I have time to uh, get myself tidied up a little bit over here before jumping as a uh, guest on another pod. I think i got to be a little bit better prepared for that than I am to just sit in and screw around in a mock draft. Let's throw that on the screen here. Um, I like this view is probably the best one for you guys to see everything all at once. Draft starting at about 38, 37 seconds, something like that. Uh, I have no plan going into this one. I'm the 10 slot, which sometimes lends itself to punting. Maybe not quite as forcefully as the 11 or 12 would in a 12-team league. 10, you've got slightly better possibilities. You'll have better guys on the way back in a 10-team league with the 10th pick, and you guys get the idea there. Um, quickly here, uh, let me throw my face back up in, in kind of the big screen version. At Dan Bespris over on Twitter, I really want to try to steer as many of you guys to social media as humanly possible because we're going to do so much in between shows, at D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I, especially once the season gets rolling. Draft is underway now, by the way. Jokic and Embiid. And Halliburton goes three. Luka still on the board. This is a head-to-head league, mind you. And there goes Luka at four. Uh, Shea goes five. I'm going to assume it's going Tatum and Steph here. There's Tatum. And Giannis goes ahead of Steph. A lot of trust in Giannis's knees, and certainly for head-to-head punt builds. Makes a lot of sense. Great punt build guy, Giannis. If he can stay upright... There goes Steph at 8. So, you know, I'll have a decision on my hands here. Most likely, you'll see LaMelo come off the board. Maybe the decision will get made for me. Because LaMelo is a solid first-rounder for head-to-head leagues, um, just in terms of the things he can do. And you just roll into the punt field goal build, basically. What's Patrick going to do? All right, Patrick, you're winding it down here, buddy. What are you going to do? Better make a call. Patrick goes Kyrie Irving. Interesting twist. So, uh, question for me now, LaMelo, Dame, LaMelo, Dame, does it matter which order I go in? Do I lean into those two guys, or do I try to balance it? And the answer is, this is head-to-head, so you probably lean into it. Nice thing here is that I can stack a queue, and I have two picks in a row to talk about it. Um, LaMelo Ball last year, 23 points, 6 boards, 8.5 assists, good steals numbers, big threes. Bad field goal, good free throw. And then, Dame, you pair that up with big scoring, big threes, decent assists. Steals not quite as great, but great free throws. 
you're basically leaning into a guard build right out of the chute. And frankly, it's not an insane thing to do. Because the other options here are you go Demonis Sabonis and try to pair Lamelo with a bigger guy. Or do you just take the good stuff in front of you? Because Lamelo, Lamelo with Demonis, I don't know that you're really that competitive in scoring. And so you might as well just shore that side up. So I have a really good start in assists. 15-16 likely between those two guys. Something in that neck of the woods. Probably 15. Safe play. Good scoring. Great threes. I'm dominating in three-pointers. Uh, free throw percent, I'm in very good shape. Turnover is not so great. Um, and steals is fine. And when I go to these guard-heavy builds, which, again, I didn't have this plan going in. I thought LaMelo or Dame would get taken at 9, and Kyrie got scooped there. So um, I changed what I was going to do on the fly. I thought I was going to go balanced, but then they left me kind of the guys that I would want at 10 and 11 in a head-to-head -head build, and uh, it'd be foolish not to take them. Trey Young, by the way, who just went at 16, and I'll fill in some of the gaps here for you guys in a sec, is the other one you look at as the pairing if you're going guard-guard. There are so many centers on the board that going guard-heavy early is just not that nuts. Trey's a very good punt field goal guy. Um, you know, gets a bigger bump than Dame does in that one. But in a punt field goal universe, Dame was basically the number one player in fantasy basketball last year. That's how good he was on that front because of how strong he was. Free throw, threes, and points, hyper elite. Assists, pretty damn good. You put field goal with LaMelo, he jumps up to about 18 um, because turnovers are still a little bit of a problem for him. But the assists are excellent. The threes are excellent. Scoring's good. Rebounding's better. I'm not dead in the water in uh, rebounds. That's something where you could... Maybe try to loop back around, make a comeback in it. I'm probably going to have to make a choice because you want to count it out. Just make sure you're counting it out. Points, I'm in good shape. Threes, I'm in good shape. Assists, I'm in good shape. Steals, I'm kind of meh, so I'm not going to put that on the board. Free throws, I'm in great shape. So I have four categories where I'm very, very strong right now. Steals is probably going to be okay if I'm going into a guard-heavy build, so that would be the likely fifth. But then you want to think about a sixth. Probably not going to be turnovers. Probably not going to be field goal. So probably wipe those out. So then you're thinking, do I go rebounds or do I go blocks? It's probably easier to go blocks because there are guys that block shots and hit threes and score that aren't that great at the traditional big man stuff. And those are guys that you want to think about targeting in the mid-rounds because if you don't get them, it's very hard to complete that guard-heavy build. I got a lot of filling in to do here. Uh, my, my turn is coming up. Uh, I highly doubt that Cade Cunningham would get back to me, but he's obviously the next obvious choice for a guard-centric build. Um, Freddie Van Vliet had no chance to get back. He's also a very good punt field goal guy. And I get it. You can shore up some of the categories that you're weak on here early, like making sure you get the steals, making sure you maybe even think about blocks. But I don't think you need to go the Miles Turner route. I think you can look for a similarly constructed player that has maybe more holes than Miles Turner or doesn't score as much. Anyway, my turn's coming up here, so I got to start to lock in. Uh, the fact that Kawhi Leonard is still on the board might change the strategy here. There goes Cade at 29, so that does change the strategy. Paul George has a tough time staying upright. He's an excellent punt field goal guy. 
Um, and he shores up steals in a really big way. Um, I'm going to run out of time here before I actually say something smart. But the fact that Kawhi Leonard is still on the board, you know, I, I know he's good in field goal percent, but you almost feel like you need to take him. Uh, you know what? We'll go Kawhi because the fact that he's still there at 30, he's just too powerful to pass up. With my other pick here, and Kawhi's good in defensive stats as well, so that covers up some of the steals. It actually brings me, uh, I mean, rebounds, or not rebounds, free throw, that stuff gets even stronger. James Harden is also still on the board. And again, punt field goal guy, like, he's a, he's a behemoth. I don't I like, I get it. These guys are tough to make the case for, but Harden punting field goals was a top 10 player last year. Kawhi takes a little step down punting field goal, but again, that's not the issue here. Look, Harden was 1.2 steals. Kawhi was 1.4. Those guys both hit three-pointers. They both score a decent amount. Harden a decent amount. Kawhi a pretty good number. Assists are now locked in. I don't have to think about it. Free throws locked in. I don't have to think about it. I'm in really great shape for four and change categories. I think steals are in pretty good shape too because LaMelo, what was he at last season? LaMelo Ball was... 1.3, so I got a 1.3, a 1.4, uh, a 1.2, and then Dame, who's going to be like around a 0.9 to 1, so that's not great, but if you roll it all together from your first four, I'm going to look for some big men that can get steals or block shots, or a combination of both, I guess, uh, and that's the next move here coming up. All right, so here's what happened. I gave you guys the first round. Second round was Dame, Anthony Edwards, Kevin Durant, Demonis Sabonis, Anthony Davis. Again, this is a 10-teamer, so... Um, you know, grain of salt here. Pick 16 instead of round. Maybe I should have signed it by number. 16 was Trey Young, then Devin Booker, JJJ, Donovan Mitchell, Mikhail Bridges at 20. 20 through 25 is Freddie Van Vliet, Desmond Bain, Jimmy Butler, Lowry Markinen, Cat. 26 through 30, Wemby, LeBron, Bam, Cade, who would have been a very good fit for my build. Then I went Kawhi and Harden. Um, because the fact that those guys were still floating around out there at 30 and 31 was absurd. And this is why you need to be ready to pivot. Because I'm looking for these guys that, oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to fit these dudes in? I just got guys that are likely top 10 punt field goal guys. And there's a very real chance that I have four guys on my team right now that in a punt field goal build are extraordinary. The only problem that you stare down the barrel of here is that the reasons that all four of these guys are very, very good in a punt field goal is pretty similar. They're good at scoring, threes, assists, steals, and free throw percent. I need to make sure that there's a sixth category that I have somewhere in my back pocket that'll allow me to weather any storm in the five that I need the most. Because steals can fluctuate. You might run into a week where Kawhi sits out a game or two, because that's going to happen, and maybe LaMelo misses a game or two with an ankle thing, and is my team going to be able to still win steals? They'll still win assists. They'll probably still win points, because I'll get guys that can still score the rest of the way. They'll win threes still. They'll win free throw percent. But is there a way I can still get to that fifth categorical win in this build? I do think blocks makes the most sense, over-rebounds as the next one, because field goal percent is very much out of the picture, as is turnovers. You could go blocks and rebounds, but you're likely to get centers that tank your free throw percent. Very few of these guys do all three of those, meaning hit free throws and block and rebound, but there are still quite a few big men that block and 
don't tank your free throw percent. Those are the guys you're looking at. Not many of them are all that close here. I got a pick coming up. Um, Probably it's time to start shoring up other positions on the court. You want to make sure that you're still getting pretty good steals, but scoring remains at the forefront. So I'd be looking at DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine here, two big-time scoring types. Um, Do I need three-pointers? Probably not. Do I need DeMar's superior field goal percent? Eh. The assists are going to be somewhat equivalent between the two. Those are the guys you look at for one of these two picks. I'll just go ahead and I'll throw Zach Levine in the queue because I think he'd just keep building my lead in three-pointers at this juncture. Not super worried about the other stuff. And then the other thing here is, do I think about going OG Ananobi, trying to get the big steals bump? Do you look at someone like a Jalen Williams and kind of reach down the board a little bit? I don't think I need DeMar. OG, neither one of those guys is going to score a truckload, but you really do want the steals at this juncture. So I'd probably go OG. He's likely to beat this this draft slot of 51. Jalen Williams probably does too. Uh, you know what? Let's flip over. Let's go Jalen Williams and have a little fun with it. Why not? We'll go young on this pick. So that's now covering up that fifth category. Make sure that my guys are still getting guard stats, but also getting steals more important than the other things. So I sacrificed a little bit in scoring with Jalen Williams in favor of getting the steals. Other guys like Bradley Beal are on the table there. I mentioned Ananobi, DeMar DeRozan. There are actually a lot of choices that fit the team at that juncture. I don't want to say too much about the strategy coming up because I know folks that are in the the mock draft are watching the mock draft, which, by the way, reminds me, um, write, uh, like, rate, subscribe. You guys know the drill at this point. Like, rate, and subscribe. And uh, do follow me on Twitter. I'm going to keep yelling about that until everybody makes the plunge. At... Dan Bespris on social media. I promise it'll be worth your while, especially once the season gets started and we start doing all the things that are happening rapid fire. Streamers during the day, guys that get hurt, you figure out who their replacements are to pick up. End of the night stuff to take away from the boxes. We do a lot on social, so I really do insist that you guys find me over on Twitter, even if you hate the platform. Believe me, I get it. It's a hellscape, but we're going to need it. Uh, fourth round, by the way, I started it with Harden, then it went Porzingis, uh, again, that's 32, it was a 10-teamer, Miles um, Turner, De'Aaron Fox, Paul George, the front five, back five in that round, Darius Garland, Pascal Siakam, DeJounte Murray, that's a really nice pick at 38, Jalen Brown and Drew Holiday, who I'm mostly avoiding, but again, for steals, he actually would have made some sense, uh, 41 through 50, Jalen Brunson, then Chet Holmgren is a good fit for my build, but he's obviously gone, Evan Mobley, Brandon Ingram, and DeAndre Ayton. Back five of that round. This is 46 through 50 is Jordan Poole, also a good fit. Scotty Barnes, Jamal Murray, Jared Allen, and then I went Zach Levine and Jalen Williams. 52 through 55 is Zion, Tyrese Maxey, Walker Kessler, and there goes Ananobi. 56 through 60, interestingly enough. Finally, DeMar DeRozan goes off. That's going to be a great value play for Team Cedric. Julius Randle is an interesting big man play for this type of build, uh, but he's gone. Beal Vooch at 59. That's a really easy call to make. Claxton goes 60. Uh, now it's 61 and 62 are picks that have been made, and it's going to start coming back to me. That's Alperin Shangun, Devin Vassell, and then now Josh Giddy off the board. Chris Paul, by the way, goes 64. Paolo Boncaro, 65. So things picked up here pretty quick. This is almost definitely a spot where I need to take care of one of the categories, my safety net category, because once you get past uh, 
well, this range, there aren't that many shot blockers left that aren't disastrous to your free throws. Uh, Franz Wagner, Rudy Gobert, Jeremy Grant, that's a, a good one. Again, you got to look and see if your league is ending early, though. That's the one that could get you in trouble. So Team Patrick, who's actually watching live, Patrick Lounsbury, former host of our uh, Celtics cast here at Sports Ethos, takes my Brook Lopez, you son of a gun. That's the guy that I basically needed at that spot. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to get blocks in this round anymore. Um, so I'll go ahead and I'll start taking guys that I think are good values and guys that I think are going to score. I think Tyler Hero is going to score a bunch. I like Cam Johnson here as well. I like Tyus Jones, but I don't really need the assists. I don't think I'm going to go too much farther down the board than those guys. Um, so we'll go Hero for the scoring. I'm immediately regretting that. I should have gone Cam Johnson. And then the other one is, um, you know, I, Cam Johnson and the steals are kind of calling out to me here. He, again, fits the build, um, takes care of a forward slot. I think we'll probably go Cam uh, none of the other guys at the top of the board here. And I know you don't have to draft from the top of the board, but you're also kind of looking to see who might get back to you. So we'll go ahead and go Cam Johnson, take care of threes some more. Actually gives us a better shot in turnovers. I know early on they're not good with LaMelo and Harden. But the other guys on my team are actually not that bad. So I think my team is now back to kind of mid-pack in turnovers. It looked like it was going to be a disaster. Team is still horrendous in rebounding. There's absolutely no prayer in rebounding. Team is also very bad in blocked shots, but that can be accommodated pretty quickly because uh, I do have a few blocks out of Jalen Williams, James Harden. Um, Kawhi will get you half a one, that kind of stuff. Like, Harden got half a block last year. Kawhi got, I think, half a block. Lamelo was at .3. None of the guards here are big-time shot blockers, but, like, one or two functional ones gets us back into the maybe department there. Again, everything I do at this point is built on the base of I will not lose those five categories. This is a guard build right now. It's almost a punt bigs team. But it's not wise to go all punt bigs because, for one, you're going to have issues filling out your roster. I don't even have a center yet, and we're about to get to the ninth round. Second thing is, if you're relying on exclusively five categories, and then you're saying, okay, well, field goal percent is dead. Rebounds, it's too late to make up for that. I know Harden and LaMelo are actually pretty good rebounders from the guard spot, but you know, the, getting six and six and a half out of those guys is not going to cover what some of these teams are getting with their early big men of 9, 10, 11, stuff like that. So, we're at a juncture here where we are fantastic at five. Threes, scoring, assists, free throw percent, steals. What, what's the worry? Of those five, is any of them a real worry for the team right now? Could I lose one of those? Scoring is one you could lose to a team that focused really hard on it. So, that's, again, where you want to make sure you have at least like a 50-50 shot at two more categories. And you can probably give up on two. Rebounds are dead. Field goal percent is dead. So the two maybes are blocks and turnovers, believe it or not. Because, again, after those first couple picks, my turnovers are not that horrendous. Cam Johnson is low. Zach Levine is pretty low for what he does. Kawhi is actually really low for all the stuff he gets. He was only 1.7 last year. Dame was at 3.3, but I got to think that number's coming down. So Harden at 3 and change and LaMelo at 3 and change are the guys that you're going to want to balance out, meaning if you get into a week where those guys are not overwhelming in games played, 
uh, you got a shot to win turnovers. Folks, picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends for the big game. It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter, and suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Ooh, say all of your friends. You start to sweat. Your friends turn on you. You're forced to go on a last-second drink run and end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Oh, no. Terrifying, isn't it? Luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits then get them delivered right to your watch party. Compare prices across multiple stores in your area, find the best deals on game day drinks, and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, your armchair. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. Blocks are getting... Farther and farther away. Someone just took on Yeka Okongwu at 83. He was going to be a guy that I could have looked at there. Free throws are probably so good that I could take a blocks guy who is not good at them, like a Daniel Gafford. But is that even really worth it at this point? Is it too late? What centers are out there, or center-eligible players are out there, that would then help my team in other ways? Wendell Carter Jr. is better at rebounding, does not really block shots, and is okay at free throw percent, so that covers one of those. But you're kind of looking for a center that's a little more well-rounded. I don't want to give away the strategy at this point, but you're probably now waiting a little longer to make that move because the ones that you were eyeballing early are no longer on the board. Uh, my My turn's coming up. After we have our turn, I'll throw the board back up there so everybody can see what's going on. Um, I mean, really here for head-to-head, this is where you, you, under normal circumstances, you almost have to take a center, but I'm going to risk it. You know, they say you got to risk it to get the biscuit. This is a perfect time to do the unthinkable. We'll wait and give everybody an opportunity to see what that is. Ilya and Patrick still have to go before me here. Oh, Mark, you're in the draft. I didn't realize that was you. What's up, Mark? Mark was on this show last week. Oh, my turn. And, of course, Patrick takes my jaw, and Kuzma goes right in front of that. Those are the ones where you're looking at scoring, uh, and you can take the free throw hit. Well, this is where I should have had a cue, but because I'm not trying to give away my picks to the people watching the thing, that kind of screws everything up, and I'm in real panic mode now, guys. I don't think I really want Terry Rozier, but I think he's going to end up on my team. We'll go Tobias Harris uh, because I know I need more uh, power forward eligible guys, and that takes care of that problem. Uh, it's hard to talk through this one. Uh, I see the center that I'm going to want. I feel like at 91, it's way too early to do it. So we'll do something else up here. Uh, ooh, this is tough. I walked myself right up to the edge of the board. Uh, we'll go Rosier. Go ahead and do Rosier. I didn't like that one. Um, I was going to stash John Morant with one of those two picks. And... I thought about going Scoot. I doubt he comes back to me at this point, but that would have been another direction to go. But that likely does blitz your turnovers. Um, and there goes Scoot immediately after me. So, Patrick, what are you doing here, buddy? You, you, you're killing me. Um, 
Not a fan of my picks at that spot. I really should have been paying closer attention, and I wasn't. Maybe I should just load up the queue and say the hell with it be, that people are watching and deal with the after effects. But you know what? The lesson here is uh, don't invite people into your mock draft that are then going to be watching the mock draft. Because <laughs> now I'm, dri- I'm driving scared. Anyway, uh, not great picks there. Tobias Harris, like, fine He'll get me some scoring. Rozier will get some scoring as well. It's not the end of the world, but that those guys didn't take care of the stuff I was, stuff I was looking for. Team does continue to be serviceable in turnovers, though. That's now becoming a little bit more of like a 50-50 one instead of like a 25-30% to 30% one with these late grabs. I still think points, threes, assists are in excellent shape. Rozier will get a handful of those. Curious who's still on the board and would come back around to me. I'm not at all interested in these centers at the top of the list. I don't think Robert Williams is going to play all that much. Daniel Gafford's kind of injury prone, and it's getting to be too late for my team on blocks, rebounds, and field goal percent. One of those things is going to have to, to have to give because I don't want to be a punt three categories team, but it's getting awfully close to that now. Um... As you look down the board, uh, I don't really much care for the players at the top. Ooh, zipping along here. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie is interesting for, again, our particular build. Uh, DeAnthony Melton, if you want the steals bump. Zach Collins at the big man spot. isn't There goes Melton, right, as I'm talking about him. Jordan Clarkson in a punt field goal gives you that nice little points kick late. Uh, then you start to move down the list a little bit. Colin Sexton gives you a scoring kick if you need it. Um, Keegan Murray is going to be interesting this year. Brogdon sounds like he might actually want to play in Portland. But again, um, I, I'm at a severe disadvantage here because I, I, I've got to shore up center somehow, and I'm running out of time to do it. Some of these guys that don't have center eligibility kind of screws things up, doesn't it? Anyway, there goes Trey Jones. Hope you guys are enjoying me after I uh, panic-picked my last couple. I don't like going hard punt like this, but on the head-to-head side, you can get away with it. Roto, this team would be an absolute train wreck. Train wreck, I tells you. If anybody has any questions, you can throw them into the chat, too, if you like. Here's the draft board. I know I got a pick coming up. You got, like, 15 seconds here to see what everybody's doing in front of me. All right, time to start throwing guys in. So Dinwiddie is interesting. Collins is interesting. Clarkson is interesting. I don't know how many names I'm actually going to need here. Nurk is actually kind of interesting as a big who likely will assist a little bit, um, but I'm not uh, not too enamored with his free throw percent. Bobby Portis, if you just wanted to go with points and boards and not an awful free throw percent from your backup center, eh, not all that jazzed about it. I don't like Jonas Valanciunas this year. Um, Christian Wood doesn't have center eligibility? That's surprising. How did I not know that? Anyway, it's back around to me. Uh, I got plenty of guys on the list here. I'm definitely going Zach Collins because he's a facilitating big man who gets steals and blocks and threes uh, and will not tank my free throw percent. I don't need the rebounds all that much, but he also doesn't hurt turnovers all that bad. And now we might as well go points. That's the thing that can fluctuate so much on a week-to-week. So we'll go uh, Jordan Clarkson. Um, He's still going to have the green light to just start firing like a loony bin out in Utah and we'll just hope that he's not shut down before our fantasy playoffs are done. This draft, of course, goes, uh, other than my two panic picks, went a little easier because it's a 10-teamer, so you're going to have just juicier players. But at the same time, 
like Kawhi and Harden went 30 and 31. That doesn't matter if it's 10, 12, whatever. That's pretty late for those guys to go. 30, 31. Like, rate, subscribe. Like, rate, subscribe. Like, rate, subscribe. He says, he says, he says. Oh, and again, I'm doing it another time. Social media, guys. Beg of you, find me over there, at Dan Vespers. It's going to change the way we play fantasy basketball this year. D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. Shout out to Manscaped, by the way. Use coupon code ETHOS20 over there to get 20% off and free shipping on your order. ETHOS20 is the uh, coupon code at manscaped.com to get 20% off and free shipping. Free shipping! But mostly 20% off, manscaped.com. They got the new handyman. Where did I put that thing? Ah, darn it, it's on the other side of the room. I wanted to show you guys on air. It's compact. I have small hands, um, so for scale, this is probably not going to be that great for you, but it's only like that big? Really easy travel, and it's not a sideburn trimmer. It's an actual, like, electric razor, so you can get a nice close shave with that. That's their new device, and they have something actually really amazing coming out 11 days from now over at Manscaped. Hope you guys are enjoying, by the way, just watching the board zoom by. I've lost track. This is bad for the people that are listening in. I will read uh, the picks off to, for the folks that are listening and not watching, um, and I will also post... A good chunk of this on Twitter because I think we only had one auto drafted team, but also it's a ten teamer, so yeah, no, it's not quite. I don't know, they post the whole damn thing. Maybe I'll take a couple of screenshots and mush it all together in Photoshop. Uh, it's coming back my way. Paul Reed just got taken, which was someone that I'd be eyeballing uh, towards the end of a draft here, especially uh, with a team that remains down one center. Sadiq Bey just got drafted. He's actually pretty good for this type of build, but, you know, whatever. So with my last pick, I have to take a center. I legitimately only have one center-eligible player, which is a shame. Oh, there goes Nurk, so there goes that one. Uh, and, you know, Bobby Portis is your, probably your safest play at that point, considering I do think Christian Wood is going to end up with center eligibility. Isaiah Stewart it also, is also in the mix here as a not-awful free-throw guy. But these guys are just plugging holes. I went too long. The lesson learned in this one is that I needed to take a center earlier. Brooke Lopez got jacked right before I needed him. Um, and so I ended up sort of strung out a little bit. I pushed it too far in this mock draft. And that's okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously I would take a center if this was a real draft. But this is also likely more of a, a streamer slot. So... Colin Sexton of the players left in a punt bigs build is probably the most interesting. Conley's not terrible. Brogdon's not terrible. Uh, you just load up on guards and hope that you can kind of mishmash your roster together. Uh, but obviously, my team would need a center if I was actually starting it. And uh, there's Christian Wood, who apparently is power forward only. Go figure. Go figure. You know what we could do? We can just sort by centers. Who's center eligible here? Kelly Olenek's not going to be as awful as people think. Kevin Love would also fit the build. You know, three-pointers, keep kind of leaning into that one. Um, Doesn't really matter, honestly. You know, whatever we're doing here, we'll just take Olenek just to get the draft over. So there's the draft board to everybody that's watching live. Um, for those that are listening, I stopped reading somewhere around... Paolo Boncaro or Franz Wagner, I think, right? 
That was the seventh round. All right, so let's start there. Um, Franz Wagner, Rudy Gobert, Jeremy Grant, Brooke Lopez, Tyler Hero. Uh, picks 71 through 80. Cam Johnson, CJ McCollum, Anthony Simons, Markel Fultz, Michael Porter Jr., Jakob Pertl, Marcus Smart, Jabari Smith Jr., Clint Capella, and Derek White. That gets us to 80. Chris Middleton goes at 81. I trust him very little. Jalen Green on Yeko Kongwu, Draymond Green. So, again, some of these bigs that I would have been targeting came off the board, and I couldn't. That's what sucks about being on the turn. Miles Bridges, Austin Reeves, Tyus Jones, Kyle Kuzma, John Moran. Those are the two guys I was going to grab uh, towards the end of the, the ninth round because I felt my team could handle their free throw hits. Certainly one of the two. I ended up with Tobias Harris and Terry Rozier, who, I mean, I, Tobias Harris is not great for this build. But again, my later picks kind of got me back into the mix in, in turnovers, or at least fighting for it a little bit. Uh, after Rozier, this is, a, this is a pick 91. Scoot, John Collins, Wiggins, Mark Williams, Clay Thompson, Wendell Carter Jr., Buddy Heel, Daniel Gafford, Jaden McDaniels. That got us to pick 100. The last 30 are Robert Williams, uh, Melton, Keegan, Trey Jones, Jalen Duran, Gary Trent Jr., Mitch Robb, Benedict Matherin, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Zach Collins, who I think actually really fits my center need quite a lot. Um, Jordan Clarkson, who's great for this build. Then Norm Powell, P.J. Washington would have been another one. Don't know if he has, I don't think he has center eligibility, but probably should. Josh Hart, Jonas Valanciunas, Shaden Sharp, Spencer Dinwiddie, Trey Murphy, Bruce Brown, D'Angelo Russell, Russell Westbrook, Paul Reed, Sadiq Bey, Yusuf Nurkic, Tari Eason, Ben Simmons, Aaron Gordon, Jaden Ivey, Keldon Johnson, and then my Kelly Olynyk, uh, who was very much a throwaway pick at the end. Hope everybody had a chance to stare down the draft board. Um, lessons learned in this one is, again, you just you sort of don't know who's going to get to you. You know, I, the beginning of this thing, I figured I would either get LaMelo or Dame and I would probably pair them up with like an Anthony Davis or a Damanis Sabonis or some go kind of small big and see what the next few rounds brought me. But LaMelo and Dame were both there. How could I say no? So I have big time guard strength. I thought I might get someone like Cade or PG coming back. Uh, but Cade got taken and Kawhi and James Harden will still there. And I know Harden is a mess right now, but in a punt field goal build, he's kind of a Goliath, especially to get him at pick 31. Now, at this point, my turnovers are not great because LaMelo and Harden and Dame are all on the higher side, um, and I didn't have much. And I could have still kind of gone after rebounds a little because LaMelo and Harden rebound well for the guard spot. Um, but by the time it got back to me, I didn't really like my choices there. So I went Zach Levine and Jalen Williams. I shored up the scoring and the steals department. I figured I wanted to make sure I had those five locked in. The one that really hurt was Brooke Lopez going right in front of me at the end of the seventh. If I could have gotten him, we could have made a case to make a run at blocks in one of the later rounds. Once he was gone, that sort of fell off the table. And then it became lean into the big five. Get yourself more competitive in turnovers as a possible sixth. Maybe on a lucky week here and there, you win something else. But mostly, this is like a three-category punt team. And uh, that's not great. you got to get out in front of it. I should have gotten a, a shot-blocking big who maybe didn't rebound or didn't have great field goal percent earlier. I just kept pushing it, thinking that that dude would get to me. And they never did. Lesson learned. My team's still going to be in pretty good shape to win 5-4 every week, but that's not a great way to get way the hell out in front. Uh, a couple of questions here from the chat room. I'll knock out the mock draft window. Let's see. What do we got? Am I the only one who thinks it's crazy that Luca's consensus top three in head-to-head, -head, given the fact he's never finished in the top 15? And 9-cat, 
and Dallas is one of only four teams with a two-game playoff week. Yeah, that is a little bit nuts, but it does depend on your playoff week. Um, I am strongly advocating teams end their years way early this season, so that knocks out some of that issue. Um, and then, you know, uh, punting turnovers, punting free throws, he jumps right up into the top three, so that's kind of why you, you understand that one in head-to-head. Uh, let's see here. How would you rank these six late round bigs? Gafford, Mark Williams, Onyeko Kongwu, Jalen Duran, Wendell Carter Jr., Mitch Robb. A little bit is settings dependent. Um, I think, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. is probably at the bottom for me because he doesn't block any shots. I want my big, my late bigs to actually get me some shot blocking. He scores a little bit better. Um, Gafford... Mark Williams, Mitchell Robinson, those guys are all, hmm. They're all so close to me. And then Okongwu, I don't know that his job is changing all that much because Capella's still there. So Okongwu's probably 80 range. Wanda Carter's probably around 100. Jalen Duran is probably maybe between those two guys. Uh, Gafford, Mark Williams, Mitch Rob, all of the opportunity to maybe go in front. So I think those three are probably my three favorites. Uh, then I'd go Okongwu. Duran and then Wendell Carter Jr. is probably at the bottom for me if you're if you're truly chasing big man stats where he's decent but not quite as specialized as the other guys. Dan, what do you think of Paolo this year? Is he ranked too high in nine cat? Yes, way too high. He has almost no chance of getting there in nine category leagues. Mavs have a two-game playoff week if your league ends with three weeks left in the season, which is the popular setting. It's popular only for um diehards because yahoo if you're just joining a public prize league it only ends i think with one week left because so you got to make sure you're in a league with a commissioner you trust yeah i mean i don't like building around luca i think i've made that very clear over the last three or four years um i don't trust his his uh games missed total um and i tend to like to win free throws i do I, i'm not a big give up on free throws guy so um yeah and you don't really want to pick a first rounder that has any two game week if at all if at all possible in your playoffs so yeah i mean it does make sense nine cat head head would you take Lamelo over lillard and Kyrie? uh no if you're punting field goal he gets up there with him but Dame was legitimately the number two player in all of fantasy if you're punting field goal last year so i know everybody loves Lamelo, and i get it um, and he gives you the better steals and rebounds out of those guys, but I just think uh, this is Dame we're talking about. And then Kyrie, uh, better for Roto. You know, you'll have the missed game situation with him, which is going to creep up at some point. So he's not. Uh, I mean, Roto, I might go Kyrie over Lamelo if I'm still trying to win field goal percent, but head to head, you got Lillard over Lamelo over Kyrie. Roto, you got Lillard over Kyrie over Lamelo. Who do you prefer between Chet and Wemby? I actually prefer Chet. Is Cade getting overdrafted inside the top 30? Yes. Um, punt field goal, he might get somewhere near there, but overall, I don't believe so. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the content you've been pumping out. Yeah, pumping, man. I'm trying to do two shows a lot. Today, I'm doing three. Two of our own and then guesting. And that guest is coming up in about 20 minutes, so I better get myself ready. I, uh... I got a beast to slay. <laughs> that beast is uh, my my buddy Josh Lloyd. Um, again, uh, rate, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Oh, Joe Orico, host of our 
Sweet, sweet baseball podcast. How many games does Kyrie miss due to absolute nonsense? I'll set the line at 22 and a half. I'm going to go under um, because if he misses that many in Dallas, that whole city is going to sour on him before they even have a chance to like him. So I'm going to say nonsense games uh, six this year, rest games an additional five or six, and uh, actual injury mm, about four more. So I'm going to give Kyrie 16 games off. 66? No, that's high. Let's do another four for injury. 62 games total for Kyrie. Uh, ten in, Eight injury, six nonsense, six rest. Injury rest can fluctuate. Okay, everybody, love y'all. Uh, we'll have another episode of Fantasy NBA Today tomorrow. I've already forgot what we're doing. Oh, it's um, Marathon Day. Get your questions ready for that show. Ooh, baby. Have you ever tried sleeper format? Any type of players you think are more valuable on there? Nah, I like doing stuff all year long. Nope, not for me. Okay, I'm out for real this time. So long, everybody.